Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you will find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Hey there, welcome to the BL State of the Economy podcast. I am Shrivats from Business Line, and today we have a very interesting topic at hand, which is CCI's draft regulations on leniency plus program. We all understand that cartels have a pernicious effect. and need to be squarely tackled for several reasons more so as cartels often described as secret agreements among competitors to manipulate markets undermine the very essence of competition they result in market distortion by artificially manipulating prices and reduce competition they also result in economic inefficiencies and do consumer harm besides stifling innovation so tackling cartels through effective antitrust and competition policy is therefore essential to promote fair competition protect consumers and foster economic growth in response to the cartel menace competition authorities worldwide have devised leniency programs as a crucial tool to combat cartel activity and restore fairness to markets india too has been from time to time tweaking its regulatory norms to address the cartels menace the latest effort from the competition commission of india on this front is its move to issue a draft of the revised lesser penalty regulations that provides for introduction of the leniency plus program which is basically a new cartel detecting tool the draft regulations sheds light on how the competition watchdog intends to operationalize it so what exactly is leniency plus and will its introduction lead to faster market corrections and increased reporting of more cartels by the cartelists to help us navigate this critical question and do a deep dive into the utility of the draft regulations in addressing the cartels problem we today have an eminent competition law expert in mm sharma who heads the competition law and policy practice in the law firm vaish associates advocates since the year 2009 sharma who has a wealth of experience spanning over 38 years holds a postgraduate diploma in economics of competition law from king's college london he has worked in the competition commission of india as an additional registrar during 2006 to 2008 and was responsible for drafting the implementing regulations under the competition act 2002 he is a prolific writer on competition issues and has few international publications in noted journals to his credit he is also the editor of the firm's bimonthly newsletter on competition news bulletin now in the 13th year of publication welcome to the bl state of the economy podcast mr sharma as a competition law expert my listeners would like to know what exactly is a leniency plus program that cci is looking to introduce uh, thanks shree what's for having me in this podcast now leniency plus program is actually a kind of a self reporting uh, mechanism for 
those who had been in a cartel and it is in, in the form of an additional incentive which is being proposed to be given to the members of a cartel who are only involved in one cartel but during investigation they find that there is another cartel which is also in operation so they will disclose that cartel and get the benefit of an additional uh, incentive in the, uh, up to 30 percent so it is actually an additional sweetening of the leniency scheme which is already existing so uh, mr sharma that takes me this question right one would like to understand how is leniency plus different from the existing leniency scheme See, there is not much difference except I'll which I'll just uh, tell you. I told you the the substance substances that the additional incentive provided for disclosure another cartel. Second difference is there's a right of withdrawal provided, which was not there earlier. So right of withdrawal is a new facility that has been extended to the uh, leniency applicants, and the all those conditions which were existing for the leniency scheme will remain. That is, they should make a true, full, and vital disclosure. It should be sufficient to the commission to form a prominent opinion about the existence of another cartel. And of course, they should cooperate genuinely, fully, etc. and expeditiously throughout the investigation. So this condition which was prevailing for the leniency scheme, existing leniency scheme in India, they continue to prevail in the case of leniency plus. But the advantage is that A, they have a right of withdrawal. And secondly, there is another incentive being provided. So I'll give you an example just to illustrate this. So suppose, for example, I have already disclosed about a cartel and I'm a leniency applicant in a cartel which, under which the investigation is going on. Now, during the course of investigation, I discover that there's another cartel which is in operation in the same industry or in the related industry. And there are so, so much of evidence already existing in the commission or they find that it is so incriminating already that it is better if they go and disclose about the other cartels to get the advantage of first mover to get the advantage of waiver of penalty. So then this facility allows the such an applicant, such a cartel member to get the additional benefit. For example, suppose in the first cartel, I am say a marker, I am an applicant who is put as a marker number two. So I will be entitled only to 50% of reduction. So in this case, if I disclose the second cartel, I will get an additional incentive of 30%. Apart from the benefit which I'll get for the second cartel, I may be the first perhaps to disclose about the second cartel. So then I'll get 100% for that case. But for the first cartel, I'll also get additional incentive of 30%. That means I'll get a waiver of 80% in the first cartel and 100% in the first, the second cartel, provided I'm the first. So this is the additional advantage, which certainly, you know, it's slightly making the deal very, slightly more attractive, in my view. Oh. Two basic differences, right of withdrawal and the additional incentive. These are the two differences. So the right of withdrawal is with the leniency applicant, I suppose. Yes, of course, of course. What mm. happens is that there are that as as we go on, I'll tell you what are the what are the pitfalls why this leniency scheme has not been so successful so far. Those I will discuss later. But mm. answering to your question, the right of withdrawal is a right which was not existing earlier. The the once you have given a leniency, you are bound by it. I mean, you can't withdraw from it, whatever be the consequences you know, you might uh, face later on. But you had no, uh, no right to give a second thought whether I should go ahead with it or not. Because the leniency uh, disclosure include two things. One is the identity and the second is the information which you disclose. So here what has happened is that the identity will be kept secret, but the information will be used by the commission even if you withdraw and then accept your admission all other evidences will be used by the commission. That is obvious. That is that 
that that goes without saying that it has to be done because in any case you are under investigation for the commission so the right of withdrawal will at least uh, protect the identity of the applicant but will not protect the information which he, which he or she would have given now the big question in everybody's mind is will introduction of leniency plus lead to reporting of more cartels by cartelists that is the intention behind introducing this program because this suggestion was given by stakeholders including me the, before the competition law review committee in 2018 you know headed by the then secretary of the ministry of corporate affairs and uh, uh, the idea was that we should incentivize this program more because you see cartels are hard to detect the direct evidences are not easily available it's very difficult to prove a cartel because actually cartels are formed in secrecy nobody will you know go to the rooftop to disclose that what we are doing because at the end in their heart of their heart they know what they are doing is wrong the corporates know it of course in india we got naive cartels the people don't even know that this is illegal so india we got a plenty we abundance of cartels is there i would say with my experience as somebody who has filed perhaps the maximum number of leniencies in india we know we have more naive cartels than actual hardcore cartels in india medium sized companies the msmes they don't know that what they doing is wrong they 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 go and go ahead with the you know kind of groups they make you know whatsapp etc uh, with this program coming through and the right of withdrawal also being provided i'm quite sure that it will increase the number of such cartel being reported but with the caveat the caveat which i'll which i'll make now that however the empirical study conducted so far does not you know disclose that the people come to the commission for the fear of only favor that is not true actually there are other factors which may be discussed later the moot point here sir is that why is it that the existing leniency scheme is not or program is not working well and what makes you think that the leniency plus will work well see as i said that leniency plus and leniency are not much different the leniency plus has an additional advantage of only getting 30% more i repeat that that it is the depends on the marker status which you get so you will get an additional advantage in your marker status in the first cartel also the waiver of penalty in the second cart which you disclose see the what happens is that naturally the cartels will be there in the same industry they cannot be a case that a cement cartel member will disclose about a sugar cartel that is not possible so in the cement industry there are suppose there is one cartel being investigated for a certain period the the cartel members find that there is another another period for which the cartel also existed it will disclose about that cartel and get a benefit so to that extent certainly it will benefit but the pitfall is that leniency as such was not successful the reasons for the being not successful was there are three reasons which i can straight away come to and that that to my comment you can take number one is that this is too little too late the waiver of penalties of course 100% is a attractive benefit but this actual what happens in the practice the commission does not disclose the marker status till the end till the end of the investigation and even till the till the actually till the order comes that is most unfortunate part in practice the competition commission does not disclose what marker they have given that is number one so people are left to just imagine the, the lawyers will give them the, the that you are number one I mean, the lawyers also don't know so that that is one big question which which the commission has to answer second factor which is very important is the fear of getting blacklisted so most of the cartel which have been which most of the leniency which have been filed relate to public procurement cases you know you are doing bid rigging your supplier to a public to a public procurement and with my experience mostly in the case of railways the fear of getting blacklisted for say 4 years or 5 years if you are found to be involved in a cartel and if you admit it so actually leniency is like a prisoner's dilemma you have to admit before you get any benefit so once you admit you can't 
get out of it. And that means you are a sitting duck for the department concerned to blacklist you. That is number two. Number three is the right of private diabetes. So like uh, we had in, uh, in the West, we also have a provision of 53N, the compensation. So the cartel members fear that if we admit, we will get, you know, compensation suits will be filed against us by the third parties or the victims. There are live cases in this case. There was a very important case in which I was involved of Mahajenko cartel, you know, the cartel of coal licensing agents and the compensation already has been filed. That is the third point. There is no exemption from the right of private damages. And of course, the fourth is the loss of reputation that uh, remains. And of course, the fear of getting, you know, reprisals from the from your other colleagues in the industry that how will they deal with you? Maybe they also blacklist you. They also boycott you. You know, that also remains. That, that is very real, let me tell you. Reputation, of course, is there, but loss of face in the industry itself. With my experience, I can tell you people are really fearful. They, they go to the last mile to protect their identity. So they are very careful that identity should not be disclosed. So these three or four are some of the, you know, some of the reasons why the leadership scheme has not been successful so far. And these problems have not been removed even in the leadership press. Okay. So you feel that those problems persist? They do persist. And I have got certain uh, suggestions to make if you uh, allow me to. Sure, sir. Go ahead. Thank you. So, so see, what happens is, suppose I am an employee and I am working in a company which I know uh, is involved in a cartel. I am suppose the head of sales, somebody. I learned about this benefit of leniency scheme. Now it allows individuals also to come forward, luckily. It allowed earlier also. So individual, if it gets the benefit, who will get the benefit? The benefit will be given to the company. Now it is up to the company to decide to seek benefit for the individual or not. Because the company, in all probability, is going to fire that person. And not only fire, will actually will be the target. Right? So it is left to the company, that, which is the company is an applicant. An individual per se is not the applicant because individual has no identity. Individual is working for the company, so company will be the applicant for leniency, not the individual as such. Right? So company decides whether the individual can benefit. That is number one. Number two, so this should be this should be separated. The liability of the individual and the liability of the uh, of the company should be actually clarified, which is not being done. And secondly, you see why why not include you know the whistleblowers? Here you are you are incentivizing only members who have members of a cartel to disclose about another cartel. What about a case where I know I'm in the industry? I know there's a cartel going on in some other mandi or in some other market. But because I'm not a part of that cartel, there's no point in my going to the CSA and disclosing because I don't get any benefit apart from the fear of being of the represent which I just mentioned to you. So that incentive has been totally uh, is not there. Actually, more or less the cartels are prevalent all over. So the benefit should come and we will allow whistleblower to come and protect their identity. And not only protect their identity, you should actually reward them. So the whistleblower program is the biggest, the, the absence of a whistleblower uh, program in India, including the Whistleblower Act, which has been hanging, you know, for the last 30 years in the parliament. The parliament has not even passed the Whistleblower Protection Act. We have a number of good Samaritans in Indian corporates. We know, I personally know, of very senior people who actually would want to disclose, but they are, they are they are fearing that we may not even the corporates may do anything to us. The corporate uh, espionage is there; it is exists. The point is that the whistleblower protection program is the biggest uh, would be the biggest boost for the uh, for the CCI if they really serious, and it, it exists in other parts of the world. I'll give you some example. The in Europe, in the Slovak anti-monopoly authority has introduced a cartel enforcement reward scheme. They give reward up to 1 lakh euros. Hungary, there is a reward of one up to 1% of the total fine levied on the infringement decision. 
with a cap of two or one lakh fifty thousand euros. So incentives, unless you provide incentive to employees of companies and including companies, of course, to come forward to disclose cartels in which they may not be part of. You see, why don't you increase the good, uh, good, uh, good industry practices? So that is what, in my opinion, lacking in the entire in the entire leniency program. Sharma, your point is leniency program or leniency plus should be opened up to whistleblowers. Yes, it should include whistleblower and you should give the same benefit of confidentiality, protecting the confidentiality of identity of the person which you are doing in the leniency. Is leniency program open to whistleblowers now? No, of course not. It is open only to a member of a cartel. If you are a member of an existing cartel, then only you get benefit and then only your identity will be protected. So you do, how does this play out in other jurisdictions? Are your whistleblowers encouraged? Yes, in advanced jurisdictions like European Union, the national competition authorities, some of the national competition authorities have introduced the whistleblower program. I gave you examples. In UK, it exists, for example, the OFT, uh, Office of Fair Trading, and the CMA, now it's of course CMA, Competition Market CMA. Authority, yeah. has recently introduced a reward up to, they've increased the reward from a one lakh pound to two lakh fifty thousand pound, and after that decrease, they are they are getting a lot of uh, leniency applications. They 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 the excellent recording the Britishers have done. Why don't we follow that? The earlier reward program was only up to one lakh uh, British pounds. Now they've increased mm -hmm. to two lakh fifty thousand two and a half times, and there is a rush to the CMA. In India, we have maximum number of cartels. I tell you. In fact, according to me, this leniency plus is too little, too late. It's not very, very sufficient. It is not sufficient for me uh, as somebody who has filed many leniencies. We know the, the companies come to hmm. us and say that, Mr. Sharma, how do we get benefit? Fine, you will get uh, get us even 100%, but what about the consequences? Can you prevent us from being sued by our customers? I have no answer. Right of private but, damage but, remains. Yeah, so that right of private uh, damage continues to be a gray area or is it well defined legally? It is well defined, sir. It is very well defined. 53N is there in the law. Compensation can be claimed. It's only a matter of time that it gets, let one or two compensation cases be decided. They're all pending as of now, the appellate tribunals, because the appeals are in the Supreme Court. So then mm. when the Supreme Court decide those appeals and the com compensation applications which are pending are adjourned signed in the uh, NCLAT, the appellate tribunal, and mm. when one of the first of the compensation application gets rewarded, you'll see a flood. Everybody will rush. Mm. I'll give you an example of a DLF case. Of course, it's not a case of leniency, it's a different case, but in DLF case, the Belair Association is waiting to file mm. compensation. They have already filed, but because the appeal is fighting the Supreme Court, they are helpless. Tell the, mm. In India, you see, the problem is the cartel members know the, 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 the legal process we have is so slow that they mm. can play out with it with the best of the lawyers. They help them also. I mean, that, that's the system, how it works. So it's not, uh, so delay is the biggest thing, delay and education, delay in deciding the compensation, delay in deciding the cartelling. So one more thing, uh, now there is a perception that this both leniency and leniency plus are essentially programs to provide immunity to corporates for their economic offenses. Do you agree with that? See, to a certain extent, yes. I'll give you my thought on this like this. That you see, cartel fines as such are not even adequate deterrent, according to me personally, because cartels are huge profits. Just to give you a very bold example of a cement cartel, Competition Commission of India imposed a fine of around 
6,000 crores on all the five companies. That was 0.5%. That was 0.5 times. If they, they should have actually imposed a fine up to three times, but it's a maximum fine, which could have been 18,000 crores. At that time, it could have been, it could have had some, some impact. But for some reason, the Competition Commission of India, except in one case of a hardcore cartel, which I luckily happened to be the prosecutor, they imposed two times the profit. So A, the number of penalties are less to impose cartel, uh, to penalties. They have imposed 10% maximum, but 10% is too little according to me. They should go to the other side, three times the profit, ask them to give their profits and then impose three times the profit, why not? So A, the quantum of penalties is not acting as a deterrent to the cartels. You mean the three times the money disgorged? Yes. The profits you have made from the cartel is huge. So the point is, if suppose all those unfair practices are actually discovered and prosecuted and brought to law, so then, then, then the deterrent should be sufficient. And it is not only in India, with, uh, I must add here, it happens all over the world because the, the, fines, the fines which we have adopted, since I was a part of the Competition Commission at the formative stages, is, is the same elsewhere also, even in European Union, even in the US. Of course, in the US, you got a triple damages. US is mm. an exception because US really comes up very hard on the country because it's a, it's a criminal offense there. People are sent to jail. In India, mm. it's not. Like in European Union also, it's a civil offense. At the most, you can give a fine. But the fines, the companies can pay. So anti-competitive conduct, the antitrust, the penalties are actually not deterrent, including the case of cartels. So that is why it may not immunize them. Cartels will continue. And now you've got a leniency plus scheme, all the more better for them to go and rush to the commission and get a waiver. If they get, you know, advantage of not being sued. That is the only thing which fears, according to me. The fear of getting blacklisted, the fear of getting sued by for private damages, which may come to India, as I said, after the first or second case is, is, is you know is rewarded. That is the only fear, uh, which which deters the 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 the, uh, the corporates from going to CCI. In other parts of the world, like in England, I told you, it's a rush to the commission. Given that cartels are heinous crimes, right? Do you think there is a case for India to look at? bringing them as a criminal offense and my question is given that the government is disposed to decriminalizing various provisions of the law right will will this pass muster in my view it should you see the government ease of doing business of the prime minister is a very good thing ease of doing business is in my personal view is to attract foreign direct investments in india that has already happened that is only happening but you should not confuse it with the deterrent, which is very much necessary. Otherwise, there would not have been raids. Kind of raid we are seeing in India, the enforcement directorate, you know, the all kind of antique, because this government is also against corruption. You know, we must note that also. So the ease of doing business and decriminalizing the offenses, which are petty offenses, non-disclosures, you know, non-voluntary compliances, etc., under, under the Companies Act, that is fine. But cartels are very serious. They affect our economy, you know. So antitrust is, is not is not mere compliance. It's very, very strict because unfair unfair business practices, unless they are stopped with a with a with a strong hand, you 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 will keep on losing your growth. So there is a time which has come, the kind of prevalence of cartels in India. As I say, cartels are omnipresent in India. You name an association and they discuss only that. Because unless you criminalize cartels, unless you make it a criminal offense, keep on having you know this kind of discussion.
So, sir, my last question to you is on the draft regulations which have been exposed for public comments. If you could briefly tell us, are there any gaps which need to be bridged? What is your view on the draft regulation? Yes, yes. I will just give you one point. The draft regulations are good. They are implementing regulations for the purpose of the uh, new amendment act, the leniency plus, which they have brought. They are more or less in tune with the act because it, the regulations can't go beyond the act. You know, it's a, it's a subordinate legislation. The act is the main legislation. So that being the case, there is not much thing to say because it's quite uh, premature for us to see because the practice will only show. But there's one thing which I would like to point out, uh, Srivas, that is, in practice, something happens differently and then the law is something different. So if you apply for leniency, the law says, and the existing regulation also say the same, and the new regulation also say the same. And I'll just read you read out that, that the commission shall inform marker status, shall inform, and I'm reading the regulation 6.2, procedure for grant of lesser penalty. The commission shall thereupon mark the priority status of the applicant and the designated authority shall convey the same to the applicant through post or email or fax. This is what is not happening in India, in practice. For quite some time, see, I am somebody who filed the first leniency in India. That's why I'm telling you from my own experience as a practitioner. For quite some time, the commission has stopped informing the priority, the marker status to the applicant. Whether you are number one, you are number two or number three. Because number one has 100% waiver, number two has 50% waiver, and number three, and now subsequent have 30%. So it's quite important because everything is confidential. You are keeping the identity confidential. So what is the point? Why don't you disclose it? So that is the only catch which I must point out to you through this podcast, that the commission should be asked specifically what actually prompted them to stop communicating the market status to the leniency applicant. This also is adding as a big deterrence for people to come forward. Because if we don't know, and we as when we lawyers ask the DG or the CCI, say, well, we'll come to know when the order comes. What is this? That the, you, you wait for the DG report to conclude, you even wait for the order to come. That takes years. So we are in, we are in, a, in a state of confusion. What was my practice status? Whether I get 100% waiver, whether I get 50% waiver, whether I get 30% waiver, I don't know. This is the only biggest problem which we uh, as lawyers are facing. The commission does not disclose the, though the law says very clearly, shall convey the same through immediately. It's not happening. The marker status is not informed okay. to the leniency applicant, unfortunately. And that is critical because that decides how much of waiver you get. Absolutely. Net, net, uh, is there a, a wrapping up comment from your end on the overall uh, direction of leniency plus? For yes. me, it's, it's a welcome step. It was desirable because we have in India, in industry, a series of cartels. And an investigation before the commission is for a certain period or for a particular product. It is quite possible that in the same related industry, there are cartels which are going on, uh, which are for a different product, though in the same industry. This leniency plus will incentivize the, the members of those cartels to come forward and disclose to the commission. It's a welcome step, but there is a caveat. In my view, it is too little to actually expect the rush to the commission, as, as the commission always says. It may not happen for reasons which I have disclosed. A, there is absence of any reward. B, the whistleblowers are not included. And C, the market status is not informed. So in a sense, you feel it, this could be a non-starter leniency plus? No, I don't I don't mean that. It will okay. incentivize. It's, it's, a, it's a good program. 
but mm. it is not sufficient to achieve the end which with, with which it has been introduced object it is not bad it is good program but it is not it may not yield the results in the absence of reward etc and the result don't be implemented. and third of course the uh, immunity from the private tariffs it's a big thing which the government parliament has to think about Correct. So that private damage part has nothing to do with the CCI framework. It has to be dealt independently. It has to be done by the parliament only they can amend the act. And For which act should they amend it? Competition act, of course. If the competition act has to be amended, you have to completely revamp the section 46 of the act relating to lesser penalty. And in what manner should it be amended? Should it, it should be, be amended, amended to it should be amended to give immunity from private damages to, from the 53N. Okay. It should be amended to uh, give the assurance to the leniency applicant that if it discloses and if it leads to a battle being busted, then it will not face any represents either from the department or from the or from its customers or from third parties. Because according to the existing section, even third parties can sue under 53N. It's not yeah. only your customers. It can be some law, some you know imaginative lawyers can also sue you. That you call because it's a, the the I'll see the offenses under competition law are offenses in REM. They're not personal, they're against the public. You know, they affect the economy. Great, sir. So thank you so much for all the great perspective on both uh, leniency plus and the uh, draft regulation which has come from CCI on this topic.